Hey, hey, hey. Welcome back to the Rotobahn Podcast. Pete Davidson here. It's Tuesday, so we're talking waiver wire, heading into week 15. So this is obviously kind of a unique waiver wire, not just because the stakes are obviously really high, um, but because, you know, for most of us, um, assuming that our league still has free agency, um, we're going to be looking at you know, we're, we're, we're probably a pretty strong team because we're still alive. Um, it's a week where not a whole lot is shaken free. Uh, but at the same time, there's only, what, 33% of the usual marketplace since eight teams are dead. Um, so it's a unique kind of week. Um, a lot of the people listening to this, um, and, and, and you can put me in uh, to this group, some of my teams are almost too strong to make, a wa- to make a waiver wire ad on a week like this. There's a couple people I might be going after. Um, but we still have to look at it from both sides. Like I'm going to say when I write up uh, the article... You know, same. I mean, look, I'm a broken record at this point, but we need to look at these things not just from the angle of does this improve my team. We need to look at it from the angle of what can, you know, if I'm in a great spot and I've already got my starting lineup locked in and I know who the first guy off my bench is and the second guy off my bench and I really don't need anything. I still want to look at my opponent for this week and my my potential opponents for the upcoming week after and say, well, is there anything on this waiver wire that could end up really helping these teams? Because if that's the case and I'm in a position to clean out the top spot on, you know, on the waiver wire, you're going to want to go do that. Now, is there a second level of complexity to that? Sure, because maybe you're in a situation where you don't want to blow the money this week. You want to save it on a just-in-case for next week. You, you do have to take that into account as well. If you're in a dominant cash position right now, you might be able to do both. If you're in a weak cash, cash position, you might want to throw in the kind of bid that makes sure that your opponents are paying something, but is still going to leave you in a situation where you've got the hammer next week. Obviously, I can't really help you guys on how to go about breaking down the, you know, the various denominations that may be left in your league, but all these things um, need to be factored in. And it does get a lot easier when there's only four teams. Obviously, you're looking at your budget and the budget of three other teams. Obviously, the most important thing is to deal with the team that's directly in front of you. You know, concerning yourself with the teams in the other semifinal, that would be, you know, secondary in terms of how important it is. But we want to try to cover all the angles and make, you know, spend, as we say, hard dollars, heavy dollars. Um, And, you know, once you go through your full analysis, you may come to the conclusion that the best thing for you to do is to sort of slow roll this week because you do want to be in a dominant cash position next week when there's only one other team out there bidding against you. And when, let's face it, every week something shakes free. So if you're a great team, but you've got some roster spots to play with, you know, maybe it's a deep league and you're looking at teams on the other side that are, you know, I, I'm in one league this week where I'm going up against the other really good team in the league. Like, whoever wins my semifinal match, I think is the, you know, the the major favorite to win the league. So in a situation like that, I actually am concerned about those teams on the other side. If, you know, if, if I feel like, well, my opponent this week can't get any stronger, I'm not worried about him, I might start looking at the other two teams because these are teams where free agency can actually make them materially better, right? Like, if you're a team that's just sort of gumped your way to the semifinals um, and, you know, say you've been having quarterback troubles, I probably would like to keep Jalen Hurts away from, you know, that team. So, 
it's important to not just look at your roster and say, ah, I'm great. We'll just, we'll sleep this week off. Take a look at all the teams remaining, what they might be attacking in this free agent period, and what would the effects on you be if they're successful, and how much is it worth to you to maybe head them off at the pass. You want to go through the thought process. Okay, I'm done preaching. <laughs> Sorry if that went on too long. Um, so, uh, as I alluded to, this is not a particularly strong week. Uh, there's really nobody on the waiver wire, with I guess the exception of maybe Lynn Bowden, um, who hasn't been here before. I think Bowden Bowden might have been here a couple times as a deep shot kind of guy, but um, the situation in Miami obviously has changed. We'll get to that in a bit. Um, now, we had Hurts at the top of the wire last week. Just pat myself on the shoulder there a little bit. Now, look, you know, this comes to the whole thing about don't, you know, don't, don't like sit there and tap your process on the back when, you know, in fairness, I did not expect Hertz to have a big game last week. I thought the matchup would prevent him from having a strong game, but obviously he did, and it was tantalizing in terms of like, hey, what could this guy do, uh, you know, against some weaker teams? And over the next two weeks, he's going to have a shot at some weaker teams. Uh, Hertz is going to get the Cardinals this week. He's going to probably be a QB one um, on my board. I'm just guessing. I haven't gone through it all yet, uh, but you know, I I've got some playoff teams where if I had Hertz on my roster. I would consider him over the guy I've got, uh, or you know, it's at least something to think about. Um, but again, going back to what we were talking about before, keeping Hurts away from your opposition, if you didn't already snatch him up last week like I told you to, kidding, kidding, uh, then maybe you do it this week. Um, none of the other quarterbacks out there, there's plenty of guys where it's like, yeah, yeah, I could use this guy. Rivers has got the Texans this week. Stafford's got the Titans this week. Trubisky's got the Vikings this week. Uh, next week, we've been talking about Mayfield and the Jets. So there are things out there that are likable. That was like, yeah, okay, if I had to start this guy in this situation, that would be fine. There aren't a lot of guys out there where it's like, I need to keep this guy away from my opponent. The only guy who really falls into that category is Hurts. And, you know, just to sort of you know, if you guys aren't on my track here with my thinking, think about if Hertz goes off this week, right? If that happens, then, you know, Philadelphia is just going to lean into that in week 16. They're be like, hey, let's just keep unleashing this guy. So, you know, maybe Hertz comes back to earth this week. I don't really think so because the paradigm, I mean, look, whether this guy's like a legit NFL starter for the rest of his career, we can debate that till the cows come home. But we know what foot point guys do for fantasy it's 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 increased floor increased ceiling um and if they let him run again this week uh he's going to be very popular on DraftKings week 16 and he will be probably starting for some people um in their bowls so uh Hertz is the guy to me who sort of moves the needle at the quarterback position um now again four teams left in all the leagues in theory you know they're four of the stronger teams certainly teams that qualified for the playoffs and spanked their opponent in round one. So we're looking at teams that had a bye and teams that smacked in 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 the opening round. So the odds on you needing a quarterback probably aren't that great, but still, maybe you've been streaming, so it's important. And maybe Hertz is a guy who could jump in and make an impact even in a situation where all four teams are good. Uh, I think that's it for the QBs. Um, you know, Hill and Breeze are both in like a 60% rostered area, a little over 60% on Yahoo. So that's something to look into. Um, 
you know, if your opponent only has one for some reason, which sounds a little weird, I think you're likely to have, you know, if you've got Breeze, you should have picked up Hill by now. Um, but maybe um, for some reason Breeze got dropped and the team with Hill uh, hasn't had a chance to get him yet or something like that. Um, if your opponent has one or the other, it might make sense to try to split on him and uh, put him in a tough spot. But, you know, overall, just sort of looking at the Saints matchup this week, home against Kansas City, you know, Kansas City has been reasonably good against the run, but, again, Taysom Hill isn't a rusher in the traditional sense. He's a, a foot-point QB kind of rusher. And I don't think rushing statistics, generally speaking, speak to a matchup against that type of runner. So, you know, I, I certainly wouldn't want to play Breeze uh, versus Kansas City this week. In a game where he's probably going to be playing through pain, with you know uh, range of motion concerns, um, so I don't think Breeze is a great play this week. If he plays, I think he's risky. I think a, a hit knocks him out. I wouldn't want Drew Breeze in there for me. But if Breeze is inactive and Hill is the starter, uh, I think he slots into that same area he's been for the last few weeks. Dangerous. If I had Hill and Hertz, for what it's worth, I would play Hertz. Um, Okay, let's move down and talk some running backs because this is a day where I really shouldn't keep you guys here this long. Um, we really should be able to knock this thing down in uh, under half an hour. And isn't it funny <laughs> when I hit pause on the recorder, refresh Roto World, and have to like backtrack because that's what I'm about to do. Um, so I just heard on Roto World, saw on Roto World, um, that apparently James Conner has got a quad injury. Uh, now... You know, the seriousness of the quad is something we'll, you know, spend the rest of the day trying to figure out. But if this thing with Connor looks like it's going to knock him out this week, and look, if you're the Steelers, you know, you're reeling, but you've also locked up a playoff spot. And I think the most important thing for them right now is that they're healthy moving into the playoffs, right? So, I mean, what, the Steelers are 11-2. and two. They've got to realize they're probably not going to catch the Chiefs. Um, but what they do want to do is maintain their lead over the Bills. Um, obviously, they want to keep that by. So, I mean, they absolutely have something to play for. But, you know, the way they're playing, there's no point in going to the playoffs if they can't get healthy. So I can't see them forcing Connor to play at less than 100% when they're in real good position to just go in there with Willie Sneed and their passing game. And, you know, without Connor, they should beat this team by three touchdowns. So you're looking at a potentially great game script for a running back. Um, you know, Willie Sneed, he's a pounder. He's not a great all-around back. He's not dynamic, but he's good at just hammering the football. When you give him the touches, he generally is going to respond. I think he'll have a good week. If, if the game script holds. Uh, so Snell, I think, moves right up there to the top with Jeff Wilson and Philip Lindsay in terms of guys who may end up being RB2 plays this week. You know, and uh, Wilson is probably, as, you know, looking at it in terms of the information we have right now, Wilson, I think, is the best bet, but Melvin Gordon has a shoulder. Hopefully we find out a little bit more about that either today or tomorrow morning before people have to put their bids in. And hopefully more comes out on this Connor thing. Um, because it's really the probability of these situations holding or, you know, these injured players staying out. You know, the you know Wilson, Lindsey, Snell, if they're all starting, are roughly similar players. 
this week in terms of you know what their potential is, what their floors are. So th- the situation more than the player is going to determine this. So Jeff Wilson Jr., Philip Lindsay, and Benny Snell, you, what you need to do tonight is get as up-to-date as possible on all three of these guys uh, because one, two, or even three of them could be significant players this week. So that's really the running back position. I mean, you know, Gus Edwards, if you're in a, you know, a deeper 12-team league and you're just desperate for a flex, he's still got touchdown equity. Carlos Hyde maybe is worth a little something. Peyton Barber has some touchdown equity. Um, You know, Travion Williams on the Bengals, maybe. But, you know, I mean, who knows? I think they'll end up with a three-man committee there. And, and, you know, what what a cheesy move it was, benching Gio. It's like the first time the guy's fumbled in five years or some crazy thing like that. And they're, like, punishing him like he's a rookie. That's just... That's just cheesy. If you wanted Geo to be on the bench so you could look at the rookies, you should have just done that. Don't, like, penalize the guy for a fumble when the guy clearly isn't a fumbler. He's a veteran who deserves all the respect. That was just a weak-ass move by the Bengals. But, okay. I'll stop. Um, but, you know, look, there's a bunch of... Uh, P. Ryan Bengals could have some touchdown equity. DeAndre Washington could still be the starter for the Dolphins, but after what I saw last week, I don't know how excited I am about DeAndre Washington with the Dolphins. Uh, Tony Pollard, I think, is an excellent stash. I don't think it pays off this week. I don't think. But all we need is for Zeke to tweak that hamstring again, and I think they'll shut him down. Uh, because why force him to play, right? Uh, and Pollard could end up getting like a Week 16 start. So I think as a stash, Pollard makes a lot of sense. Or as a protecting, uh, redundancy handcuff, whatever you want to call it, um, if you happen to be a Zeke team. I mean, you probably already have him in that scenario. Um I think Rashad Penny is still a good stash. Um, Sounds like he could actually play this week. Certainly, I think, is going to be on the field next week. All you need there is, you know, for Carson to get banged up again and Penny could have a major role. Um, And then Lynn Bowden, who is going to have a role with all these injuries in the Dolphins, um, you know, if he has running back eligibility um, on the service you use for your league... You know, I, he's he's probably not a bad flex level RB play in in a twelve team format. Um, so there actually is a little bit more at running back than I thought. Um, you know, when I when I started putting this together this morning. Um, but uh, really, again, so much of this is going to depend on how the injury information shakes out on these players. I'm sitting here reloading Roto World now to see if I can uh, get some more information on Connor. Um, You see, I'm reading it now. Yeah, it doesn't really give any new information on the injury. So we're just going to have to really sit there and find out. Is Connor, you know, questionable, doubtful, out? Um, out, I think, moves Snell uh, arguably right there on par with Jeff Wilson. Maybe better, you know. Um, well, you know, you have to sort of look at it. But, you know, I think Snell's probably a 20-touch guy in that game uh, if Connor is not active. Uh, but by the same token, if Mostert is out, I think Jeff Wilson's probably a 15-touch guy with goal-line uh, ability uh, in a better running game right now. So both of those guys, very appealing if things break right for them. Um, and Philip Lindsay, I really... Um, off the top of my head, I should have this. Broncos have, what, the Bills? Yeah, the Bills. Not a bad running back matchup. Nothing terrible. I think Lindsey would be a darn good play uh, against the Bills, uh, again, if Gordon is out. Because I think then you're looking at sort of a 15-touch floor for Lindsey with the potential to go well past 20, depending on how that game goes. Uh, so, 
you know, again, I really do think those are the three guys to focus on here and stay on top of the information. Uh, Jeff Wilson Jr., 49ers, uh, Philip Lindsay, and Benny Snell. Okay, let's move down to the receivers. Um, really the same group we've been looking at for the last couple weeks. So, you know, I can't say that I have anything, uh, you know, groundbreaking to say here. Um, you know, up at the top of my list, based on the ownership um, levels that I'm looking at, uh, I like Curtis Samuel and Sterling Shepard a lot. I think those are safe plays this week. Um, I would have no problem locking either one in as a third receiver or a flex. Uh, if I can't get one of those guys, uh, certainly um, the group tier, whatever you want to call it, uh, of Tim Patrick, Nelson Aguilar, Michael Pittman, Kiki Kuti, uh, Rashad Higgins. I think those guys are all pretty safe plays this week. A little more flex level than third receiver. Um, obviously, we want to look into John Brown. If any information breaks that Brown not only is going to be activated this week, but will play, uh, I think he becomes a really good pickup. Uh, obviously, um, for for week 16, he would become um, you know a lock flex or third receiver, whatever. Um, and I think this week, as long as he's like practicing full by the end of the week, hypothetically, uh, he would be a really good play. So I think John Brown uh, is in there. Uh, Lynn Bowden, we've talked about with all the injuries with the Dolphins, even if Devontae Parker plays this week, uh, Bowden is going to see the ball. He's going to get some targets. He's not a bad flex. Um, you know, K.J. Hamler went off last week. We've been talking about him. Now you can see what I'm talking about. Double touchdowns last week. Big plays. Um, uh, it, you know, guys who might be there, if you're looking in a deeper situation, Mac Hollins on the Dolphins, he's probably more of a factor if Parker does not play. Um, with Minshew back, both Chenault and Keelan Cole uh, are reasonable flex options uh, for the Jaguars. If Julio doesn't play again this week, Russell Gage is a pretty reasonable play. Uh, with Debo Samuel's hamstring, Kendrick Bourne, I think, is a pretty good play this week. Uh, and he may, you know, I mean, look, the 49ers aren't going anywhere. So, you know, I can't see them bringing Debo Samuel back unless he somehow gets 100%, which, you know, I think based on what we're hearing, that's like week 17 maybe. So I think Kendrick Bourne could be a multi-week ad in deeper leagues. Um, you know, if you're real desperate, I think, you know, Danny Amendola, Darnell Mooney, uh, you know, some guys like that. I will add, a, you know, more names for the final wire, and I will try to pound these guys into multiple tiers into the best order I can get them. Uh, but the order I just went through them is pretty close to the order I have them in. Um, you know, I think the Jets receivers, once we see how that's going to shake out, um, you know, if Crowder's going to be out this week, I doubt he will be because he, I, I, I don't think he had a setback last week. He basically didn't play much. I want to say he was on the field for about 15 snaps. I watched the game. Um, you know what? While we're doing this, that data might be up. Let me see if I can get that data. Um, Crowder played 38 snaps, more than I thought, actually. So, yeah, Crowder should be good this week, unless for some reason he had a setback. Uh, Jeff Smith played a lot, but only because Mims was out. Uh, Berrios only played 11 snaps, but he got targeted on, like, all of them. Um, so, Berrios would be a total non-factor this week. Jeff Smith should be a total non-factor this week, assuming Denzel Mims comes back. So, I think Mims and Perryman would both be reasonable flex plays this week if you needed them. Um... 
and I will be grinding this a little bit more uh, to see if I can come up with any good, uh, you know, flex level plays uh, for this weekend. And obviously, this is another week where it's going to be an evolving week. We're going to see things popping up. We could see COVID cases popping up. And now you're going to be looking at three other people competing for the talent. So, you know, have a quick trigger finger this week on that wire. If you have an open spot you, and you know it, then you know you need to be keeping tabs on things. Keep your phone handy so you can make an ad on the fly if you need to make one. Uh, I mean, all kinds of things could happen, right? Um, I mean, Zeke's already had COVID, so that's not a good example. But I mean, you know, a starting running back all of a sudden is on COVID and, you know, Clyde Edwards Hilaire has COVID and all of a sudden Le'Veon Bell is being picked up everywhere. Um, so, Definitely a week where you want to pay attention because of the dynamic of this season when it comes to stuff like that. Okay, let's do, let's do the tight ends, and gosh darn it, I think we're going to get out of here in under 30 minutes. Lordy B, got to love it. Um, so Logan Thomas uh, is over 50% owned, but he's a good ad, a real good ad. Um, I think Jared Cook is a guy to look at this week if, if Breeze makes his return. Um, you know, I think Breeze is probably... I think it's a coin flip for this week. I sort of feel like he's more likely to play week 16, but then Cook would become, you know, a decent play week 16. So Cook is sort of maybe a, a stash addition if you've got problems at tight end. Uh, Cole Komet and Irv Smith are both good pickups. Um, you know, Smith had a good week. If Rudolph is out again, he becomes a real good play this week. Um, uh, you know, Harrison Bryant on the Browns. I think even David Njoku on the Browns. If Hooper uh, doesn't play this week, it could be uh, options. Jordan Reed, uh, with the injury to Debo, is likely to get some more targets, so he's a decent pickup. Uh, Dan Arnold on the Cardinals. I mean, not getting tons of love, but he scored in recent weeks. Um, and if you're in a real deep league... Um, you know, maybe Dawson Knox or an Adam Shaheen on the Dolphins. Assuming Gusecki's out, I mean... It, Everything I'm hearing is he's, I didn't see the injury, but I assume Gusecki's going to be out, perhaps multiple weeks, uh, perhaps a season, who knows. Um, I'll try to get that hammered down a little bit uh, when I post the final wire. Uh, but Adam Shaheen's a freak. He's a big dude, and he could be a touchdown scorer, particularly um, if they're able to move the football. And look, when they get into the red zone, Gusecki's gone. Um, you know, Preston Williams is gone. Like, all their red zone guys, uh, and Parker may be gone, or he's dinged up. So Shaheen could end up being, like, the leading candidate to get uh, touchdown passes in the red zone. Uh, so he's maybe a decent pickup. Um... And that's pretty much going to do it. Um, I, I, there could be some opportunity with like the Broncos guys um, if Noah Fant is out. But Noah Fant left with an illness. So unless it's COVID, uh, and I don't think it is, he's probably going to be back this week. Uh, but, you know, keep tabs on that. Anyway, that's a quick 23-minute waiver wire. I am going to post this bad boy quickly, uh, and uh, I'll be grinding uh, the waiver wire article throughout the rest of the day. If any of you guys have any unique situations, claims that somehow slipped through the cracks that I didn't get to, uh, by all means, uh, hit me up on Twitter, and I'll do the best I can to help you out. Uh, for those folks who have not donated to the site yet, um, again, it's how we stay alive. So if you like Rotobon, uh, you know, do your part and uh, uh, keep us. Uh, alive going forward. Uh, again, you can donate to the site. Uh, you just go to rotobond.com on the upper right hand portion of the homepage. You will see the donate button. Uh, thanks to those who have donated so far and to those who will get in the holiday spirit and help us out in the coming weeks. Uh, again, we're not done here. We're going to have a waiver wire um, 
next week as well for week 16. And I'll be doing something for week 17. Um, I'm not sure exactly what it's going to do, you know, what it's going to look like. I am not, week 17, just so you guys understand, is a nightmare because so much uncertainty is there throughout the week. Rankings become really hard to do because you're looking at guys splitting jobs and all kinds of stuff. But I'll do my best to throw out something. Um, And obviously for anybody who is in the unfortunate and just outrageous situation of having to play a final in week 17 and really there should be none of you but if there are get in touch with me and we can do one-on-one on on twitter Uh, i don't want anybody to uh you know to feel like you're out there alone on an island Um, but again the one thing i will say i say it every year and i think it's working every year we, we we have fewer and fewer of these but man get in your commissioner's face and make them understand that playing playing fantasy football week 17 in anything but dfs is just stupid um and that's going to do it for the waiver wire uh thanks again for sticking with us all year again if you can donate it's really going to help and uh we will see you on thursday with the preliminary rankings sunday we're going to have early update on sunday because excuse me duh uh, on saturday uh because we've got that 4 30 game so the positional ranking updates on Sunday, uh, on Saturday, uh, twice, um, are going to be going up early, probably midday, something like that. Um, and then I'm not sure about the DFS pod. I might be able to do it, but the games are going to squeeze me. If I can't get it in early on Saturday, it'll be up like it was this week, early on Sunday. So for the last time, that's going to do it. <laughs> For the week 15 waiver wire podcast thanks for being here on this journey throughout uh this crazy covid year and good luck to all your teams this week let's make some finals giddy up Sunday,